Welcome to the Punk Rock Preschool Podcast with your host, Mr. G. For those about to learn, we salute you. Hello, party people. Thank you for joining us today on the Punk Rock Preschool Podcast, where we are changing the world one classroom at a time. That classroom is your classroom. We have a great episode planned for you today, a big episode planned, because today we are talking about the future of education. Sounds heavy, I know, but we talk about heavy stuff here. How else are you going to make an impact and change the world and make such a big difference in all of your students' lives? We have to talk about the heavy stuff. And today we're going into how to prepare our students for a world that might not always cooperate, a world that is moving very fast, that is advancing technologically at a rate that, I mean, we've never seen anything like it and nobody on the planet's ever seen anything like it. And so how do we predict what's going to, what the world is going to look like in 10 years when 10 years ago we were just uh, inventing iPhones and now they're practically part of our, part of our biology. So how do we predict what's going to, what the world's going to be like in 10 years and how do we prepare our students for a changing world? Certainly not with the curriculum that we've been given. And so today we're going to be going into how to find the right stuff to be teaching your students to get them ready for this wild, wild world that's that they're uh, they're going to be facing. And how to not only get them prepared for it, but give them a head start and teach our students how to take advantage of this changing world. So let's get right into it. So let me tell you a story. When I was in high school picture this total dork i loved every subject got straight a's throughout throughout all of elementary middle school and high school then i I went to a great business school became a teacher and nowhere along the way of a lot of people teaching me a lot of things a lot of smart people a lot of great people teaching me a lot of things did anyone really sit me down and teach me about stuff that i'm dealing with as an adult now things along the lines of learning how to parent learning how to support a family learning how to make great relationships, learning how to keep great relationships with family, with friends, with partners, knowing how to promote promote myself and be an entrepreneur, make a podcast, do these things that I'm doing right now. Didn't I had to teach myself a lot of this stuff. And I don't think we should have our, and this, these are the skills that are going to be crucial in the 21st century. These are the skills that, I mean, a lot of these skills are just people skills and with technology, it seems that people's skills are becoming a, a rare commodity. But even more than that, things like fake media, fake fake news, and, and media literacy, obviously becoming a, a major issue. Um, taxes, investing money, entrepreneurship, self making a YouTube channel, doing things like this that where you can make something of yourself. These are things that are not taught in school. Why not? I don't want our students. I don't want your students. And I know you don't want this. You don't want your students to suffer that same pain of learning on their own, going through, having to sort out through all this information. Why aren't they learning this in school? You can introduce them to life skills, to technical skills, social skills, people skills, critical thinking skills, the right mindset to be approaching problems and to be pro- approaching uh, successes. Bring these ideas into your curriculum, into your culture, into your classroom every single day. If school is not preparing students for the real world, that makes me feel angry Uh, and I'm scared. I don't want to continue that cycle and I know you don't either. So let's prepare our students for the real world, for a changing world, for a competitive world. Let's give them the people skills and the social skills and the entrepreneurial skills to, to help them deal with these very real problems that exist in the world. So today we're going to be talking all about 
using intentionality to build these skills into your culture, into your curriculum, and teach them in a way that you can right this wrong. Provide justice for all the stuff that we didn't learn when we were growing up and that we had to go through uh, when we were going through high school and college and we had to teach ourselves on our own. Let's not have our students have to figure all that stuff out the hard way. Let's let's make it easy and teach the things that are actually going to prepare them for success and not just give them a general knowledge of English, social studies, science, and math, which not many of those subjects can actually be applied directly into a career unless you want to be a writer or unless you want to be a historian or a mathematician. The, the general stuff that's taught in grade school is just not doing the job. So we need to take it upon ourselves to help our students really achieve what they can achieve and prepare them for a changing and unpredictable future. So how do you prepare your students for an unpredictable future? Well, I'm not going to pretend that I've got all the answers uh, because I can't I, I have no idea what the future is going to look like. If you look at 2007 to 2017, uh, I mean, it's it's a it's a wild, much different world. We can go on the internet. Or we couldn't even use these, uh, our cell phones for the internet back then. YouTube was just starting out. Now YouTube and Netflix are practically bigger than television. And with 3D printing and virtual reality and augmented reality, we, we have no idea what could happen in the future. But I do know that there are certain skills that are timeless, certain skills that are going to work no matter how crazy or unpredictable the world becomes. And it's already pretty, pretty, pretty uh, fast moving right now. So the skills that you know what they are, they're obviously people skills, they are social skills, critical thinking skills, attitude and mindset skills, technical skills are becoming a, a necessity now, just the life skills, parenting, things like that, parenting, making friends, uh, building relationships, keeping relationships. These are the skills, resilience, hard work, pushing through challenges, wanting to take on challenges. These are the skills that really determine success and happiness. And these are the skills that are nowhere to be found in our curriculum. So what do we do? We need to shift our mindset. We need to stop thinking about preparing our students for the next grade. We need to stop thinking about preparing our students for kindergarten or first grade. That's the old mindset. My students will leave my classroom ready for kindergarten. Good mindset, but our purpose is to help prepare our students for a lifetime of success and happiness. And a lot of the skills they need to go into kindergarten, they're necessary, but we could be teaching so much more. Now it's time for a mindset shift. is that your students are going to leave your class ready for a competitive world. Not just ready for kindergarten, first grade, second grade. Not just ready for the next grade. They're going to leave your class ready for a competitive and changing world. Get into that mindset. That is the goal. So imagine if this my old mindset continued into every grade. The world is changing. We can't just sit here and say, my students will leave ready for the next grade, ready for the next grade, ready for the next grade. This when they get to 12th grade, are they leaving ready for the world? That is certainly not the case. I have not seen that at all. People leaving 12th grade saying, is that when, is that when teachers decide this is the year? Now I have to, my students will leave prepared and ready for the world. That's a lot to put on one teacher. That should be the case all throughout school. 
and you can start it in pre-K, in kindergarten, in first grade, in preschool. Get started preparing your students for the fast-changing world because you have to change with it to give your students an advantage. So again, old mindset, your students will leave your classroom ready for the next grade. New mindset, your students will leave your classroom ready for a competitive world. Sound good? Innovating a curriculum, 21st century standards, these things do sound good, but they're also hard to implement, or maybe they seem hard to implement. But really, it's it comes down to how do you want to what do you want to teach in your classroom? What is the important stuff that you want to teach in your classroom? What are the things that you think are the skills that people need to succeed and be happy? Because that's all that we want for our students is for them to succeed and be happy. So what are the skills that they need to do that? Well, that's going to that's gonna differ. A lot of people are going to have different opinions on those things. I'm going to go through my list of different strategies on how you can start developing your 21st century standards and how you can start developing your own ideas on what is important to be included in, in today's curriculum. But we can all agree that the, the curriculum that exists today has never, has not innovated very much. I mean, it innovated from no child left behind to Common Core, which there's no innovation there. It's just standards. There's no, I mean, I guess the Common Core math, but we're not going to get into that. But we need to be really thinking about how, how do we set our students up for the future? How do we set them up for the 21st century? And really think about what that means to be in the 21st century and not just Think of it as a uh, as a cliche because we really are living in the future right now, and there's there's some serious implications of that that comes with technology and that comes with education. And a lot of information is going to be available to kids on the internet. They can learn a lot more stuff right now than any generation ever could before. When my parents and and maybe uh, some of you, I'm sure some of you listening right now, you you guys know this too because. I just missed it by a few years in my generation, but uh, my parents had to go to the library and find a few books that were on a subject if they wanted to do a report or learn something. We have access to articles all over the internet. Now there's access to videos and documentaries and and opinions from every person that you could imagine. It it's It's pretty crazy, all the stuff that's out there. So as the society advances, as... as the culture advances, we need to also advance our curriculum. And so we're about to get into different strategies that need to be employed or that can be employed. I shouldn't say need to. There's different strategies that can be employed to help develop your own 21st century curriculum, more of a framework for y'all to think about uh, what what 21st century standards you would like to be teaching and which ones are most important to you. And if you come to punkrockpreschool.com slash 004, you can download our freebie, which is a list of all the 21st century standards, because I know y'all are out at the gym, running errands, doing lots of stuff because you're busy people working hard, trying to provide for yourself, for your families, for your students, for lots of different uh, responsibilities to balance. I get that. So please don't take notes. You don't have to worry about anything that, that I'm saying here. Just listen and enjoy. Come to our uh, to punkrockpreschool.com slash 004, download our freebie, sign up for our email list, and you'll get all the 21st century standards that, that I'm about to go into. Nonetheless, I do want to talk about them here in detail, so please stick around and keep listening. 
because we're about to jump into these strategies to teach a modern day curriculum. And remember, another big point that I forgot to mention earlier, and I'm probably going to mention it much more in this podcast because it's important, is you are teaching people. You're not teaching a preschooler. You're not teaching a kid. You're not teaching a kindergarten or first grader, wherever, whatever is your student in your classroom, whatever class uh, age is. You're not teaching that age group. You're teaching a person. And thinking about that, we need to be focused on developing and nurturing great people. And the skills that make you a great, well-rounded person are more important than the common core standards that were provided. Uh, not that they're not important to learn building blocks of literacy and all these other things that are obviously extremely important and you can't succeed without them, but we're neglecting a lot of other stuff that is very, very important that helps develop great people rather than students. And we have to really start thinking about our students as people rather than people there with a purpose to learn whatever it is that the curriculum is set forth for them to learn. They are people there with a purpose to learn about the world, about themselves. And that's what these strategies hopefully bring out in your students. So let's get into them. First strategy, simple enough. If you're designing a curriculum on things that you think are important to help nurture and develop great people, well, what do you wish someone taught you? What's something that you wish, a life skill, a habit, a social skill, thinking skills, the, the keys to success, the keys to hard work, the, the way that the world, the secrets of the way the world works. What, what is that information for you? Because everybody, everybody has something that they learned the hard way that you struggled through. And just because we struggled and we learned the hard way doesn't mean that your students have to. Let's save them the drama. Let's save them the headaches. Let's save them the heartbreak. And let's impl- incorporate life skills and habits and healthy habits and mindset and attitude and uh, even just dealing with stress and anxiety, breathing exercises, something as simple as that. These are all different skills that you might not pick up till college. You might not pick up. Maybe you'll pick it up early because you know somebody that taught you this. But for now, just think about what are things that you wish someone taught you. It could be even things that you haven't mastered yet. I Believe me, I don't have all my healthy habits mastered yet. I wish I ate a healthy meal all the time. I don't. I wish I got to the gym every single day. I'm still working on it. And these habits, they take time to build. But I, I wish that in school, I wish I had to work out every single day so I got used to it. I wish that I had a nutrition class in school and that cooking and grocery shopping didn't feel like such a chore to me because I, I wish I felt more comfortable with it because there was something that was provided in my education and it's not something that I have to learn on my own when I've got a million other responsibilities just like I know you do have so many different responsibilities and there's probably so many things that you wish you could learn right now uh that uh coding technology if you don't know that I'm sure everybody wishes that they even if they could just snap their fingers and have that information in their heads a lot of people wish that they had those skills but we don't have the time we don't have the energy because of the responsibilities that we have in our job and in our families. So it could be things that you still haven't learned and you still want to learn, but you don't have the time or the energy or the, just the, uh, the resources right now to be able to, to learn them, teach those to your students or teach them the basics so they can begin to learn the, the detailed stuff that we wish somebody had taught us. So number one, what do you wish someone taught you? 
something you struggled with could be anything, like I said, from life skills to social skills to habits to thinking skills to the secrets to success, any of these things. Make a list and begin to build your curriculum from that list because those are the most personal things for you. Those are the things that are gonna be, you're going to be most passionate about and that you're going to feel strongest about that these things should be taught in school. These things should be taught and they're not and it's unfortunate. So what do you wish someone taught you? What's something you had to learn as you did it on the fly? And it doesn't have to be that way. So save your students the drama, save them the struggle, save them the trouble, and let them focus on bigger picture things. They don't need to face the same problems that we faced. Like I said, it's going to be a different future. They, they will face problems. They will struggle. They will go through adversity. No reason that they can't learn from the people that came before them, though. And so let's pass on our wisdom, pass on the wisdom of age to your students and show them the things that you wish someone had taught you at a younger age. So the second way to build a curriculum for the 21st century and for great people is focus on life skills. So how am I defining life skills? I am thinking of things that help you live a happy, long, successful life. So I would say that life skills would be things like hygiene, having good hygiene, explaining why hygiene is important, having good habits, having good healthy habits, eating healthy, obviously, self-discipline, anything with self-discipline would be considered a life skill. And how do we teach self-discipline? Well, that's where discipline comes in. That's why people are afraid to be a disciplinarian. If you're, if you don't like being a disciplinarian as a teacher, that's fine. That's, that is your style. I was a pretty strict disciplinarian and we, we had a lot of fun in my class, but it was because I always saw self-discipline, a skill that I'm still working on a lot myself, as a really crucial, important skill for our, your students to have. And so in my classroom, the only way students are going to learn self-discipline is if discipline is modeled. Because if they see how a disciplined classroom operates and that it operates well and that there's reasons for rules and there's reasons for the way that things go and those reasons, those rules will benefit them, then they will start to put those rules into place in their own lives. So self-discipline, that's another life skill. Like I said, hygiene and habits. And these things should be incorporated into your culture and attitude in the classroom. So also other things like an attitude around hard work, taking on challenges, pushing through, resilience, grit. These are all life skills. They come through in the culture. They come through in having a curriculum that is challenging and that does expect a lot of the students, but it's because you believe in your students. And so let your students see these different things in action, these life skills in action. Let them see how good hygiene, what, what's an example of bad hygiene and what's an example of good hygiene. Let them see what an example of a good healthy life will lead to and an unhealthy lifestyle will lead to. Let them see what self-discipline, what are the consequences of that and what are the uh, consequences of not having much self-discipline. And then help them develop those things. So these life skills, these are not necessarily going to be something taught explicitly, but they should be a part of your culture. And hygiene habits, these things should be taught explicitly, in my opinion, because I think they are crucial because if, if we are not teaching our students how to be healthy, how to take care of their own bodies, how to love themselves, how to love their bodies, that's that's pretty important. And I think we should be teaching those things. But like I said, I think you guys should 
always develop your own curriculum around the things that you think are most important that you love because that lets you come to class and be engaged and be excited and let your students really come away with a lot more than if you come and teach from somebody else's notes, which is like studying for a test with, with somebody else's notes. You would never do that. So why teach from someone else's curriculum? Do it yourself. You can do it. And focus on the things that you think your students need to to succeed. Uh, and so one, what do you wish someone taught you? Two, life skills. Strategy number three, critical thinking skills. And I don't want to say that critical thinking skills are more important now than ever, but there are so many sources out there, so many forms of information. You have your social media opinions, and, and that can differ just between your Instagram versus your Facebook versus your, your Twitter. I mean, the kids these days are growing up with stimuli inputs just being thrown at them every which way. Information and data coming at them from social media, from their friends, just from their common sense, from school, from the, from the media on television, from the media on the internet, from YouTube. There is so much data out there, and a lot of the times these things can conflict with each other. And how do you make sense of that? A lot of adults are struggling with it, and that's why we have this epidemic of, of fake news. It's is really an epidemic of critical thinking. There's always been fake news. There's always been news that distorts the truth or has an agenda or wants to fit a certain narrative. There's always been information that's that gets tunneled through a certain narrative, and they give you the facts that they want to give you, and that's that's just how it works. That's fine. And and the sooner we recognize that, the more we can combat it through critical thinking, but now there's just so much information and it seems that people are just very quick to accept the things that fulfill their, that confirm their biases. It's confirmation bias, which is not something new, but you can fight this as a teacher. You can fight against this whole idea. It's not fake news that's the problem. It's not the, uh, all the information that's the problem. It's not the internet that's the problem. It's people can't discern what's real and fake. People are thinking the fake stuff's real. People are thinking the real stuff's fake. And that's, that's really the issue. So how do we teach thinking skills? That's the third skill. And I think that means I structure my curriculum around a question of the day every day, an open-ended question. And then I use Bloom's taxonomy to basically work back through the question. So if I ask my students, what makes something alive? For preschoolers, I'm looking for the characteristics of a living thing. That's going to be pretty tough. They're going to have a, they're going to struggle with that. It's very general, very open-ended. But if the next step, but then I can use Bloom's taxonomy and the Socratic method, and I can help them remember things. Obviously, Bloom's help them recall, then help them understand how what they're remembering fits into this question, and then help them apply what they are now remembering and understanding to the question. So, and then you work your way up. You can analyze and and. Uh, create and uh, synthesize and evaluate and do the other things along blooms. But like for the question, what makes something alive? I would say we're alive. How do you know I'm alive? If I wasn't alive, you would be able to tell, right? And they'd say, yeah, yeah, we'd be able to tell if you weren't alive. Okay, well then what am I doing? How do you know I'm alive? Oh, you're moving, you're breathing, you're talking, you you eat, you you go to the bathroom. One of my students even said, oh, all living things will die. I was like, man, that is deep. That is awesome. But that is high-level critical thinking skills. And when you ask these leading questions, when you work your way up through Bloom's taxonomy using the Socratic method, when you're doing these things, 
you are modeling how to think for your students. So don't think that you're getting them the answers or that you're setting them up for, for it and they're not really getting it. No, they are using the information in their head. They're using what they know about you being alive versus a rock that's not alive. What's different about those things? They can figure that out. They have the information. They just didn't know how to frame it or put it in the context of the question. So by asking those questions, you're helping them see, I have, I have this stuff in my head. I know it if I think about it. That's what they that's what they're starting to realize, but you are modeling the thinking process. You are modeling the questions that they need to be asking themselves to get that information that they have in their brain and be able to apply it to the question that you're talking about and understand how the information that they're remembering does apply to this question. And by the end of the year, I mean you will see incredible things. And as I was saying, this is important for just thinking and conversations and using common sense and analyzing things for their own lives but it's also important for uh from a societal standpoint in the in the context of media literacy and being able to understand information with all of the sources of information with all of the stimuli that's out there your students are going to be overwhelmed i mean it's this is unprecedented this is the 21st century is a wild place is a wild time and it is just a it is stimulation overload and there's nothing that's going on in school right now that is teaching our students how to deal with all this stimuli. And simply just learning critical thinking skills, simply learning how to process the world in a rational, level-headed, even-keeled manner can really, really make a difference. Knowing not to just accept what you're told and question question lots of things and ask questions about different stuff and and figure out how things work and find different sources and really uh and rely not just on on authorities rely on your common sense and rely on a, a number of resources rather than be overwhelmed by them so teach the critical thinking skills by doing an open-ended question of the day using bloom's taxonomy to help your students realize how to work their way through these questions and through these problems uh, and use the information that they already have. So the fourth way to build a strong, awesome, successful curriculum for the 21st century is to include the skills for success. So what are the skills for success? These would be things like business skills and civic skills, things that would let your, help your students know how to navigate society. Uh, that might seem like a lot for pre-K or kindergarten or first grade or any young age, any elementary age, but it's really not that much. It's it's This is the world that we're living in. We have to reframe that attitude that this is not too much, that the skills for success are technical skills. You can use things like Tinker, Code.org, Free Code Camp, lots of awesome websites that help your students learn how to code, and they work for young ages. they uh, code.org is pretty much made for kindergartners and first graders. Uh, once you can read, you can be using code.org. It and it teaches you the logical processes of code, and and it sets you up to have that background to be able to learn how to code. And let me just tell you guys, full disclosure: I don't know how to code. So you might hear, okay, he's talking about coding a lot. I just think that that is a skill. Going back to the first strategy, something I wish someone had taught me because I will have to learn how to code eventually. Because uh, it is the 21st century, and it's gonna take it's gonna take time, and it's gonna take effort, and I'm not ever going to be as great at it as somebody who had been learning their entire lives. So let's let our students be those great people that have been learning their entire lives, and teach them how to 
code and because that's a that's a skill for success other skills for success business skills teach them about entrepreneurship teach them start your own youtube channel with your class that's what we did we created our music videos go to punkrockpreschool.com subscribe to our youtube channel check out all the the craft videos the lesson videos that i'll post there post these podcasts there as well but head on over there you'll see the channel that we made and we made our own music videos using the songs that we wrote to learn advanced topics and we use that to talk about entrepreneurship and to set goals and to try and raise money for different causes that the students that my students really wanted to raise money for like building a community garden and saving the endangered the endangered species and these are skills that they can take with them they will look back on our pre-k class and if they ever want to be an entrepreneur when they grow up they will say I already did that. I did that when I was in preschool. I can do it again. And it will give them such confidence. It will give them such a positive experience about school, about themselves. It is a, these are all, and then civics, if you want to do a class election, have everyone come up, make a speech, vote, vote for everybody, do this whole, uh, you can do a whole setup where students realize that they could use government or politics or civics or charity or business or any of these institutions to do good in the world and to make a difference and to also be successful in their own right. So things like entrepreneurship, content marketing, starting your own YouTube channel, these are all skills that that will help students succeed. And they are timeless skills. They are skills that, well, starting your own YouTube channel, who knows where it could be, but marketing yourself and, and being uh, an entrepreneur, these are things that it's only becoming easier to become an entrepreneur. It's only becoming easier to have your own side business, to have your own full-time business that you do sitting from home, doing making podcasts and making YouTube videos and and building things for for other people to to make their lives easier. And that's a really cool thing to to empower your students with business skills and civic skills and tech skills so they can make the world a better place for others and so they can be successful themselves. Strategy number five, social skills. Put the social skills, hugely important. I don't know why I saved this till the end, but very, very important. Social skills, how to build friendships, how to build relationships, having confidence in yourself. These are all things that you should be teaching your students that you should be really focusing on and not just making everyone be friends in your classroom because that is not how the world works and that is going to set that will set students up for disappointment because they will think that everyone is their friend, that everyone has to be their friend. And one day when they get older and kids start deciding for themselves who they want to be friends with, some students are going to be hurt by that because they haven't emotionally matured enough to understand that because they've had adults telling them that everyone is friends for a long time. Now, I don't say go around your classroom and say, we're not friends. You got to earn your friendship. I wouldn't be that hard about it, certainly. You do want everyone to be friends in your classroom, but... If your students do something, if some student does something that is seen as annoying or seen as frustrating for other students, call them out on it and let them know that is annoying and frustrating for other students. That is a social skill. Being self-aware and and recognizing social cues. I mean, we tend to say, oh, four-year-olds, five-year-olds, not we, but because I know you don't say this, but the research says four, four-year-olds, five-year-olds, they can't understand these social cues when they're learning it. They're just learning. It's a process. And so we tend to be really easy on them. But that's all the more reason to be strict on the social rules and to help students understand these are the rules. And there's not a lot of leeway on social rules and things like that because it's it's just it's just the way other people perceive you. And you can't say, oh, well, I wasn't taught that this was that bad or I don't think this is that bad. If other people think something's annoying, that's it. 
So I'll give you an example. I had a student that would, whenever somebody else would get an answer, they would shout out, oh, I was just about to say that. Very, very smart kid. Super smart kid. Great kid. But when he would do that, he would say, oh, I was just about to say that. And it would shut these other kids down who sometimes wouldn't ever want to answer questions. And when they would, you got him shouting out and saying, yeah, 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 that was good, but I, but I, I knew it too. And I told him, I said, dude, that is, people do not like that. I'm just going to tell you straight up, like, people do not like that. And if you do that when you're older, no one's ever going to say, I don't like that. That's really rude when you do something like that. They're just going to roll their eyes and, you know, make a comment or, or not want to be your friend. And no one's ever going to tell you why. And so I'm just telling you straight up right now, please don't do that because other people don't like it. It's rude to them. And that was a hard, you know, it wasn't a hard conversation for me to have because we had those conversations all the time. But a lot of teachers hear me say that and they say, wow, I wish I could have that conversation. And you can, you can have that conversation. Just be honest with your students. They respect it. They, they actually love it. Um, and they will appreciate that you were honest with them about those things. But there's other, there's so much other stuff with social skills. I mean, rent, friendships, relationships, save them the heartbreak, save your students, the embarrassment, the teenage insecurity, Teach them how to be confident. Teach them how to be proud of themselves, how to love themselves, how to take pride in their hard work. Check out our podcast, uh, punkrockpreschool.com003. Check out our podcast on praising the process, on, on how to build confidence through hard work if you want to know more about those kinds of social skills. And in terms of relationships, friendships, family, you go with what you know best. I'm certainly not an expert on it. I just, you know, I think that these are things that that should be taught in, in school. I think that these are things that are important and that are not taught and that a lot of people have to learn the hard way and the hard way usually, uh, usually has embarrassment and insecurity and some heartbreak that goes along with it. And that's not necessary. And none of us want our students to, to face that. So let's teach them the social skills that they need to, to be happy people and well-adjusted and make friends and, to, to be confident and not have to deal with the anxiety and insecurity that really goes through a lot of our society and doesn't have to be that way. It's probably because we don't teach it in schools how to deal with these things. So give them the social skills. And last thing in creating your 21st century curriculum, your curriculum that's going to pre prepare your students for the world, for a competitive world, to help them be successful and to be happy, is obviously your academic skills. So I didn't want you to think that I'm saying don't teach any academics, don't teach literacy, don't teach math. Obviously, teach them literacy and math. Teach them reading. Teach them also about, I, I think, teach them about the environment and wh whatever your politics are on it. You know, nobody wants a dirty, nasty, stinky world. Nobody wants pollution when they walk outside. Nobody wants air that looks like Beijing where it's completely gray and black and smoky and smoggy and disgusting and, and you have to wear a mask when you go outside. Nobody wants that. So teach about the environment. I think that that's super important because uh, certainly people don't care about uh, polluting the environment as much as as much as they should. And whether where, wherever you are on, on global warming, because I'm trying not to bring any politics into this, into this uh, podcast, but it doesn't matter uh, what, what you think about the warming like i said nobody nobody wants pollution on the ground nobody wants any of that nasty stuff and neither do the kids so environmentalism literacy math the tech skills design photoshop things like that coding these are skills that probably should be taught in school using the computer um but you can obviously 
get that get a lot of this stuff from your curriculum and then the other things like i said the environment technical stuff technical stuff photoshop coding these are things that you know you can bring in as you want um but the academic skills I'm not going to get too much into that because you know what the academic skills are the more important things are the people skills that have been neglected and that i know you're going to start bringing into your classroom every day and changing changing a lot of lives so head on over to punkrockpreschool.com slash 004, get our freebie, the whole 21st century standards checklist where I will take this long podcast and break it down into a one-sheet PDF for you where you will have all the things that I went over about things that I wish someone taught me, life skills, thinking skills, skills for success, social skills, academic skills, all of that. You will, I'll put that all in one spot and then I'll leave places where you can add the things that you think are important that I know that I've missed. And even though I've been rambling on and being very long-winded in this podcast, uh, I know I didn't cover nearly every important 21st century concept. And like I said, a lot of these concepts don't think 21st century, everything's going to be techie and, and fancy because uh, brushing your teeth morning and night, that is something that should be taught in school and building those healthy habits. And these are things that people have been doing for hundreds and hundreds of years. So just because it's the 21st century doesn't mean these standards all have to be super uh, advanced and techie. They can just be the skills. And a lot of these are actually really old ideas that our society has kind of lost because of how absorbed we become with technology. So when you put these 21st century standards into play, when you start changing your curriculum and preparing your students for a future that is going to be fun and changing and wild and that they are going to absolutely own and they are going to absolutely take advantage of so you'll be i mean you'll see that but that will be very long term you'll have to wait uh you know 15 20 years before you see those results but in your classroom you'll see better self-discipline you'll see better behavior because your students will see the benefits of that self that self-discipline as i was talking about with the life skills you will see more thoughtful interpersonal react interactions because you're teaching social skills there'll probably be greater creativity more contributions definitely more contributions to class discussions if you use those question of the day and the bloom's taxonomy and you up those critical thinking skills you'll definitely have better discussions and have just a, a smoother day and then uh you'll just see learning at a much higher level um when you're teaching these things that are important for them to be successful, then you have a great why. You can say, we're learning this because it's important and explain to them why it is important and they'll be bought into that. So to get there, number one, what are your 21st century standards? This is the actionable next step. This is the action that you're gonna take. What are your 21st century standards? You're not gonna agree with everything that I've laid out here and you probably have things to add to so leave your thoughts and leave them in the comments for me, please too. Leave them in the comments and you know, obviously please rate the podcast, download the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, but please leave these in the comments and say, what are some strategies? What, what are some skills that, that kids or people need to know to be successful, to be happy? And, and, and please add them so everybody can see and so we can all work together as a team. And next step after you decide what your 21st century standards are, incorporate them just start with one incorporate one new 21st century standard into your curriculum or your culture even so teach about health or start practicing critical thinking by doing these questions of the day or be more explicit about how 
how relationships are built and what people want from their friends. So focus on those social skills. So pick one of the things, life skills, thinking skills, social skills, success skills, academic skills. What do you wish someone taught you? Pick any of them and put them into place in your classroom and then slowly add more and do whatever, take, put whatever load on you you're comfortable with. So what are the major takeaways? Well, what to do? Prepare your students for the 21st century. Prepare them to be happy, to be successful, to take advantage of the world, and to not just be prepared, but to be have a head start. And why? Because the world's changing. It's changing fast, and you want your students to succeed, and you want your students to take advantage of every opportunity. So give them the skills to take advantage of every opportunity. Start making your 21st century standards into your curriculum. Do it today. Do it tomorrow. Start right away. Start thinking about the, the new mindset of I'm not preparing my students for kindergarten, for first grade. I'm not preparing them for the next level. I'm preparing them for life. I'm preparing them for the world. So remember, that needs to be the mindset. And then when you think that way, you'll start to find so many resources, so many opportunities to build these skills in your students and to help nurture great, happy, healthy people. So kids, your students will be well-rounded, mature people, ready to learn, happy, healthy, like I just said, and you are going to be confident in what you're teaching. You're going to believe every word you speak because you know it's important. You've developed these whole standards around the skills that your students need to succeed, and that is important to you, and so are all these topics, or else you wouldn't be teaching them, and you wouldn't be putting so much effort into helping your students become the best people that they can be and help them reach their full potential. Thank you for listening. And I hope you are one step closer to making the classroom of your dreams come true. Please follow us on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter. You please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Hit that subscribe button. I'll give you a second. There you go. All right. Thank you very much. Remember, punkrockpreschool.com slash 004 for the freebie, 21st Century Standards Checklist, and subscribe to our podcast and our email list, and give us a rating and a download, please. Till next time, keep rocking.